0: Hey there friends, old and new. This is Hysterical, a podcast for the people, by the people. Before we go any further, what's the point of this podcast? Well, I'm glad you asked, voice in my head. It's to give perspective, to challenge your mindset and create a place for open dialogue. I've had enough people asking me to do a podcast lately, saying that they would enjoy my thoughts with a more transparent perspective, or they wanted to see a different side of me, or they simply just wanted to listen to my voice more. And to them, I say, I guess, here we are. What a lot of people might not know, because my audience has grown so much over the last year or two, that I actually have a good bit of podcasting under my belt I used to do live podcasts I've actually ran three separate podcasts including this one it's just been rebranded now to to whatever I'm doing I don't know yet (laughs) but I've actually ran three separate podcasts in the past one with just me rambling which a lot of you guys are probably used to another with a co-host which we ran for probably eight-ish months before I uh, gave him the old cement shoes. And then the third was, uh, was an interview-style podcast where I found people that I was pretty interested in talking to and uh, I interviewed them about their careers. And I've been in the online... World now and, and doing this thing for a little bit, so most of the guests I found were people that uh, I ended up making relationships with uh, because of because of the online world. Whether they were artists or content creators or streamers or editors or online personalities, it's just people that I was interested in talking to, and I've never wanted to stop doing a podcast, I, I had never really wanted to take a break from it. Just simply other things got in the way, but now I'm here again because enough people started bugging me about it. I got enough messages. I got enough people sliding into my DMs, sliding into my streams, sliding into my comment section saying, we want to see that different side of you the side that isn't always so focused on entertaining. And don't get me wrong, I'm not coming into this podcast thinking that it won't be entertaining, but it's a different style of, of entertainment. It is like I had said in the introduction, more so to create conversation and to think because I get a lot of, I don't like using the word fans, but I will Place it here just for the sake of this conversation. I get a lot of fans that tell me they like seeing a side of me where we can just sit down and have a conversation. And it's not that I withhold that side of myself, it's that when I am making my content or my videos or streaming or posting on Twitter, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, all that jazz. It's more so focused on grabbing the attention immediately, getting a quick laugh to turn into a long laugh. It's, it's a type of reaction. And again, it's not that I don't want to elicit reactions from this podcast. It's just a different type of reaction. For example, I have this theory about what it means to be great. In this lifetime oh my gosh my voice finally warmed up i can hear it <laughs> i have to take a quick pause to grab some water and i can finally hear the fact that my voice warmed up oh the rest of this podcast is going to be smooth sailing then i'm so excited i have this theory that i live by and i don't well i was going to say initially i don't know if other people feel the same but there is a separate theory that there's no unique ideas, that the same ideas exist in the world constantly cycling and they always just find a new host. So there's probably other people that hold this idea true to themselves or have a similar idea. It's just that I have never spoken to anyone else that has this same idea. This idea started because, gosh, I found myself working Uh, All different types of retail jobs in my late teens, early 20s. And I saw people much older than myself trapped in those jobs. But they were trapped in the sense, not that they couldn't go anywhere, they were trapped in a, maybe trapped is the incorrect word to use, but in a more beautiful and romantic sense, in that... They chose to trap themselves in that job, in that life, because they needed to provide for themselves or provide for the people around them. They didn't get the same opportunity that someone my age at the time might have been afforded because they had people they had to take care of. That idea expands towards this theory of being okay in life, being good in life, and being great. And you can either take this as your own perspective, so you can be comparative to whoever you think is great, or you could take the broader population's perspective. For example, somebody great would be Martin Luther King. Maybe someone that transcends time. I kind of want to take this idea backwards because being okay is not the hardest part, but I think it might be the hardest part. For the average individual. And I'll explain why in just a moment. Being great is the Dave Chappelle's of the world. The Tyler of the Creators. The Kendrick Lamar's. The Tom Brady's. The Wayne Gretzky's. The Michael Jordan's. The insert baseball guy that I totally know here. Because huge baseball fan. The Messies, The Ronaldo's. People that transcend their sport or transcend their act or their career, whatever they do, they're a household name. That might be the best way to describe it. People that are considered good are your day-to-day heroes, I guess you could say. People that don't get their name in the lights, but they do what is necessary to keep our society flowing, as well as being just a generally decent person. That could look like doctors, lawyers, volunteers, service workers, people that go out of their way to help other people, but also give back in their day-to-day life. So, they're a good son or daughter, they're a good parent, they're a good brother or sister, they're someone that cares about the people around them. That defines a good person in my book, at the very least, because there are a lot of people that I had said before could be considered great, that are pretty controversial, but I also think that it is near impossible to be great without being controversial. Regardless, let's talk about what it means to be okay. And this extends to everybody in all classes and all forms of life and all opportunities, one of the first and most important parts to being okay is recognizing that you have privilege. And before you jump the gun and make this all political, the privilege that I'm talking about might be different than the one you are perceiving in your mind. In the sense that I think I'm a privileged individual because I have a roof over my head I have food in my fridge, everyone around me, everyone immediately around me is indecent to good health, and I get to go to sleep in a warm bed at night. Define it as luck, define it as thankfulness, define it as privilege, take somebody else in a different circumstance, and they have to fight a lot harder than I will to be just okay that doesn't mean that I, or somebody listening to this, hasn't gone through their own struggles. That's living a more privileged life. It's all relative, of course. It's just a nice reminder every now and then to to be thankful for what I have comparatively to what a lot of other people are born into. To reiterate, being okay is a lot more than just the actual act of doing so, which we'll get to in just a moment. It is your privilege. It is your circumstance. It is the opportunity. It's a lot. And if there is a God, hopefully you're getting put in the right position because there is a lot of people less fortunate than myself that will never get the opportunity to just be okay. Think about it like this. Being okay, whether you are a adolescent, a young adult, Someone in their middle ages, someone older, being okay can be broken down into a few simple ideas. You could take it from a societal perspective, you could take it from a personal perspective, you could take it from a spiritual perspective, but for the sake of this conversation, we're going to be all inclusive. From this conversation as well, I think it'd be a good idea to measure within yourself whether or not you are okay, good, or a great person, and whether or not you're satisfied with that. We are going to let humility go for just a second during the course of this conversation, and I want, I want you to take a genuine perspective on what it means to be okay and good and great. But anyway, with enough of a pre, pre-explanation, Let's get into what it means to be okay. But first, a word from our sponsors. Spoons. You eat with them. Spoons. I had said just a moment ago that we're going to be inclusive for what it means to be okay. So we are going to include your character, your place in society, and your spirituality. Character can be broken up. Rather, let's, let's start with your place in society, whether or not you're contributing to society. So that can be broken up very, very easily. Whether or not you are in school, whether or not you're in a trade, whether or not you have a job, if you're not doing those things, it doesn't make you not an okay person. It doesn't make you a bad person because there is legitimate reasoning to just float sometimes. For the sake of this conversation though we're going to exclude the idea of floating, which could be elaborated on in the future. Anyway, let's say you were doing one or any, I mean, you could be in a trade, you could be in school and you could be working a job. That's, that's someone that has no time on their hands, basically. So let's say you're tackling one of those things. So you're contributing to society. That makes you pretty okay. Then within yourself, your, your own character, are you good to yourself? Do you treat yourself well? Do you allow yourself to cry? Are you good to your friends? Are you good to your family? Do you take interest in your own hobbies? Do you love yourself? Do you love the people around you? Those are all questions that you could approach for what it means to be okay within oneself. And then your spirituality. Do you have a good position with God? With the earth, with a higher power, with the universe, with a higher calling, whatever you deem your sense of spirituality to be, and we could make it the most extreme version for the internet because the internet loves a new whipping boy every other week. Let's say that you're really into crystals and zodiac signs. If that makes you feel more connected to the earth, more powerful, more in tune with yourself, then I'm nobody to judge. I went to Catholic school for nine years, and very early on, maybe fifth grade, I knew that within myself it was kind of shenanigans. That doesn't mean that it's shenanigans for other people. I just knew within myself that it was kind of shenanigans. To the point where I thought that Greek mythology was real, but I don't know, maybe I was dropped on my head too many times as a kid. As I got older, I discovered that religion is faith and that's just what it is and that's okay but it gives you something to believe in so you don't have to wade through this entire life scared feeling like there's no guidance feeling like you have nobody near you and i i would really like to say that i think that's a beautiful thing whereas other people might place their faith in a higher power i place that same faith in myself or my inner circle With all those points established, which seems like so much, and quite frankly, I think that it is, that's everything that it takes to be just okay. Maybe even extending towards good, but you take care of yourself most of the time, you contribute to society most of the time, and you have some sense of spirituality most of the time. Maybe not even most of the time, maybe like 70% of the time. For all three, because everyone has their down and their rough days, right? Then a step beyond that is being good, which is doing all of those things that you were doing, but doing them better, and also giving back to society or the people immediately around you, or heck, even strangers in a selfless way. Again, whether that be through charity work, donating your time, donating money, um, making sure that you are maintaining good relationships and also doing a a pretty good job taking care of yourself and then beyond all that so you have to do everything that was listed in being okay then you have to do everything that was listed in being good then it gets to being great which is doing again all of those things that we just discussed and somehow finding a way to take your message beyond just yourself. And spreading that to, there's no limit necessarily, but for the sake of number crunching, we'll say a hundred people, spreading your greatness to a hundred people. I think that a lot of people don't understand how easy it is to change someone's life. Heck during the course of this conversation, if you go out of your way to listen to this episode, this could be life-changing. And regardless of whether or not you agree or disagree with my ideas, the fact that you give yourself, or gave yourself rather, a different perspective or allowed yourself to be challenged, this interaction alone can be life-changing. Which might be giving me a slight epiphany right now, which is so beautiful, because maybe there are different, well probably rather, there are different measurements for what It means to be great because you could change a few people's lives and they could consider you to be great. I put way too much pressure on myself, on the other hand, and I can't help but compare myself to other people, to the people that I view to be great. So, my own personal view of this, it will take a bit longer for me to view myself as great. And I already have. idea of where this conversation is going, but I want to refine my thoughts really quickly, just so people, I, I think it's interesting in conversation that if you have a full conversation, that if you go through dialogue, whether it be arguments or teaching or, or understanding, or just general discourse, I think that it's very important to summarize your thoughts at the end for both parties. So for myself that I can refine my own perspective, but for the person or people that I'm speaking to, so they have a better, better understanding of exactly what I'm trying to say. So again, to reiterate, being okay is pretty darn hard to do. It is hard in a prototypical American life. I'm saying this because I'm American. It is hard to work your nine to five, to find any time for your kids, to find any time for yourself, to find any time for your significant other. That's a hard, hard, hard thing to do. And I commend people that do that. Take all of those things and give back to your community, become more selfless, donate your time, and that's what it means to be good. And then take all of those things and spread your message to the masses and become almost bigger than yourself. And that's what it means to be great. I think I had an epiphany during the course of those thoughts because I have been tackling the idea of what exactly it means to be great in my own personal life for a long time now. And by the perspective and ideas that I just gave to y'all, I would fit into my own criteria of what it means to be great. But I don't even think that I'm close to there. And maybe that's my own issues with being a workaholic and complacency, etc., etc. But I have had so many people, countless people now that tell me how much I make them smile and how much I make them laugh. And they can find a, a beautiful space in my community or in my stream that they can't necessarily find elsewhere. And a big thing I preach is that I want. Whenever someone views what I do, I want them to learn, I want them to laugh, or I want them to cry. And the fact that I'm able to carry that message so proudly and so constantly to the point where I'm getting such a reaction now, well, in my own book, that would define me as great, but I don't see it that way. There's so much positivity coming in my direction that I don't know how to respond to it. And maybe part of me thinks that I am undeserving of all the affection. And maybe part of me knows that I am undeserving of all the affection, which might sound a little bit confusing, but I think that they're two different thoughts. Because a part of you would like to believe it, and then there's another part of you that deeply doesn't believe it. So I'm at this position now where I'm constantly getting affection, attention, uh, nice comments. I'm making money doing things that I could have never believed that I was doing when I was a kid. It was, it, it's pursuing, it's pursuing dreams that I had. Now that I'm in the process of it, I don't think that I'm even close to satisfied which might be difficult or sad for some of you to hear but but I think the opposite because I think that it pulls me further away from complacency I think that I have allowed myself to to start appreciating the time that I have given and start appreciating the things that people say but I don't sit on it for too long I think that if you become that person that is constantly fueled by the comments and by the attention you're receiving, you very quickly become a narcissistic shell of yourself and you lose sight of your initial goals and, and don't get me wrong, I think every single person in every form of entertainment has some sense of narcissism to them. It's the most egotistical thing on the planet to think that your talent is good enough, your voice is good enough that people should listen to it. It's pretty darn self-entitled, but I think there's a barrier because there's a healthy amount of ego to where you challenge yourself, but also know that you are good enough versus a term that I like to use for uh, a modern celebrity or an influencer would be someone that is smelling their own farts which is just they enjoy their own stuff their own creation so much that even the smell of their own farts doesn't seem to to upset them (laughs) and i guess to to take that thought deeper about complacency and being content and being egotistical and narcissistic i think that and I very genuinely believe this. I think that I am the most selfish person on the planet because I think that I can save everyone and save can be defined in so many different terms. People could need money, people could need time, people could need an ear, people could need a conversation, people could need A warm meal or a day outside or a day inside to relax or just a bit of reassurance or someone to hear someone to tell them that they're proud of them. And we had discussed before, there are so many different forms and ways and opportunities and chances to change someone's life for the better. And I am so selfish in the sense that I think it's my job to do that. So let's say I've helped one person, five people, a hundred people, a thousand people. Well, in my mind, a thousand people is not one thousand and one people. I think the reason that I can't be content yet is because there are still more people in this lifetime for me to save. And again, save could be used as a broad word. You could say help, you could say assist. You could simply say listen to, but there's more people that I feel need my kindness or positivity or my sense of humor. So until I can continue to spread that, I don't think I'm ready to slow down anytime soon. <laughs> and I guess that it makes me emotional to talk about because I hear so many people around me telling me to slow down, telling me to take a break, spend more time with your friends and, and your family. But I guess anyone close to me needs to understand how selfish I am and how selfish I'm going to continue to be. I think this life that I was given, I think this voice that I was given, I think this ability to connect and to understand people on the level that I do is a gift. And as strange as it is to say, a part of me feels like this life isn't my own because there's so much more. For me to do. It often ends up with me feeling burnt out, mentally at my limit, emotionally destroyed to the point where I need to find myself in darkness for a few days at a time just to be able to re-acclimate and go back to quotation marks saving people. I'm not a big comic book guy, but there's a comic strip that I love so dearly. To summarize it, it's Superman, and I can't, remember, I can't remember the villain that he's talking to, but he's having a conversation with a villain. Superman is feeling depressed, and I believe the panels transition over to Superman trying to save people from an exploding rocket, with a conversation between Superman and the villain in the background. And Superman is able to save, let's say, 9 out of the 10 people. But the 10th person in there, he's not able to save. And he has to look through the glass, and he has to watch this person die in front of him. And it destroys him internally that he wasn't able to save that one extra person. And the villain counters with, but you saved the 9 people. That is something that you need to recognize that Superman can't save everybody. So to a degree, I've gotten better (laughs) over the years to the point that I don't stretch myself so incredibly thin trying to save and have an effect on everybody. But it also means that I'm probably going to do my best to save everybody. And when it doesn't always work out like that, I'm going to hurt a little bit, but I'm going to get back up And if not for myself, I'm going to continue to fight for the people that don't know that they need me yet. And with all my rambling tied up for today, I think it's best to leave y'all with a quote. Once you understand the way broadly, you can see it in all things. Miyamoto Musashi. Go out of your way to spread some love. I'll see y'all soon.